The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. Open your Bibles to John chapter 17. You know it well. We've been there for a bit, John chapters 13 to 17. To Today we are concluding our series in the upper room. We're concluding the Jesus' great high priestly prayer as well. And as I mentioned last week, today Jesus prays, well, yeah, today Jesus prays for us, right? Not just in the message, but today Jesus prays for us. He's interceding with us. What a great passage this is. So if you've got it there, John chapter 17. <laughs> so if I, if I look like I'm looking for the grandstand, I, I normally have a screen and, and those sort of things up there. So John chapter 17, we're going from verse 20 through to verse 26. This is the word of the Lord for us today. Jesus, you might remember before this, has just prayed for his disciples who are there with him. So we follow on now from that. Jesus says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and love them even as you love me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Not Everyone's familiar with show and tell, aren't they? You've been there, done that before yourself or you've been rummaging around for a child looking for something to take to school or prep kindy, something like that. And we we get the idea of what show and tell is about. There there is something that's part of something bigger. Maybe it's we went away on holidays up the Sunshine Coast in the summer. Now you can't bring the whole beach home and, and lay it out in front of your school, can you? So you might bring a shell. Maybe there's a shell, but this shell is part of something bigger. And so we see the shell and a story normally goes with that, you know. Uh, We had ice cream, which we don't normally have. 
mum and dad had too many coffees just sitting there on the beach while the kids were playing in the... Maybe that's just me, maybe not. But we get the idea that show and tell is something that is part of something bigger. It's a, it might be an item that has a message, a story that it relates to, that it goes along with it. Well, friends, the church is part of God's show and tell. See, the church is part of something bigger. North Pine Baptist Church is part of something bigger. You, me, we're part of something bigger than us. Have you ever thought about that before? It's not all about you, it's not all about us and what we do here, but we're actually part of something bigger than us. We're part of the ongoing mission of Jesus. Is there anything bigger to be part of, friends? It's a perpetual mission. We hold the same mission that he has. Sure, Jesus is the only one who could die as an atoning sacrifice for sin. But as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, Jesus came to reveal the Father to the world. He revealed the Father's true nature to the world. And he also revealed the Father's message to the world. And the church today is part of that ongoing revelation. The message of the Father is a message of love. For God is love. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And you'll know John 3.16 off by heart, won't you? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That is the message that the church has to share with the world around us. That is Jesus' message for the world. And Jesus prays in line with this mission that we have that all who will follow him will have unity. We saw last week that he prayed for unity with, within his first disciples. You might remember he also asked them to be kept from dissension that might rise from within or opposition from without. But verse 11 of John 17 Holy Father, says Jesus, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are one. That unity isn't just for the first disciples. Not only is it a perpetual mission that we have, but there's a perpetual unity going on here as well. It's not just for the first disciples. Jesus doesn't just want unity for the next generation or the early church, but right throughout history, the prayer of Jesus is that 
his people would be united. It's a unity that reaches across the barriers of time, right down through the ages. It reaches across barriers of culture, of social status, of geographical locations. The church is to be united. They are to be one. Verse 20. Jesus says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. Verse 22, that they may be one, even as we are one. See, in Christ Jesus, we are part of something bigger than ourselves. In Christ Jesus, we are united with those who have gone before us. With the apostles, do you believe that? With the early church fathers? With those Christians who found themselves in the middle of the Colosseum praying as lions charged them. We are united to them. Who are the heroes of your faith? Luther. Jim Elliot, maybe. Hudson Taylor. We're united across time. We are all one in Jesus Christ. And we are united with Christians that span across the globe. With the Christian in the slum of India, would you believe that they are united with the Christian in the slum of Ascot, Australia? We are united to Christians dying for their faith in Africa, in the Middle East. We are united with Christians being saved out of loveless marriages, of broken families, of brutal regimes. But this unity, friends, is not an end in itself. See, the purpose behind our unity is missional. Back in verse 18 of chapter 7, Jesus says, As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And that pops up again for us in verse 23. So that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me. See, friends, our unity isn't to make us some sort of holy huddle as a church. I'm not sure if you are familiar with the game Buck Buck. When I was a teenager, Buck Buck was a thing. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Buck Buck, you had two teams. One team got into this huddle, they sort of formed this huddle and the other team just their job was to bring it down they do it you know within health and safety reasons buck buck number one coming and one person had run up and jump and land on top of the structure or whatever the other team had built buck buck number two three four and so on and so on and they're trying to bring it down but the the first team their idea is to be to hold firm to be almost impervious to that which is coming 
the church is not to be impervious to those around them. The church is to be a light to those around them. It's to be a witness to the world. It's to be something that reveals the truth of God to the world around them. You are the light of the world. This is Jesus speaking. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. See, the truth that we are to reveal is first and foremost the truth of who God is. It's his true nature. And secondly, the the thing we are to reveal is the truth of humanity. Who humanity is in relation to God. It's his true message, right? And how does our unity achieve this? Well, our verses, verses 20 to 23, show us some other factors that are to characterise our unity as Christians. Our unity is to be spiritual. Jesus says, Just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us. Jesus' prayer is not primarily speaking about unity within the church, although that happens and that's supposed to be there. He's primarily speaking about unity of the church with God. We are united to and in relationship with God. We know the language that Paul uses. We are the body, Jesus is the head. We are the bride, he is the bridegroom. The unity within the church flows out of our unity with God because we are united in Christ. We don't create this unity ourselves, God creates it. We maintain it and we authentically express it. Which brings us to another characteristic of our unity as Christians. It is to be visible. I came across this statement during the week that I think is worth considering. Bruce Milne says, Evangelism is a community act. It is the proclamation of the church's relationships as well as its convictions. See, friends, our relationships with one another within the church will either enhance or contradict our gospel message. Our relationships within the church will either enhance our gospel message or they will contradict our gospel message. It matters how we get on. And for the sake of our gospel mission, it is crucial for our unity to be both spiritual and visible. 
That's part of our gospel mission for everyone who gathers here. Whether they know Jesus or not. Everyone who might normally be able to watch us online. Our relationships with one another matter to our gospel message. How often do people hear the gospel through our convictions as we gather and talk after church? How often do they see the gospel through our relationships with one another? Whether that happens on a Sunday or at youth group, kids zone, connect groups, some other gatherings we might have during the week. How often do people hear the gospel through our convictions and see the gospel through our relationships as a church? That's not just for here either, is it? It's also for outside of here. It's for at home. Parents, how often do your children hear the gospel through your convictions that you talk about at home? How often do they see the gospel through the relationship you have with your spouse, your siblings, your children? Saying, apply it to, to work, apply it to school, wherever you are, how often to, does the world around us Hear the gospel through our convictions. See the gospel through our relationships. This unity that we have as a church, friends, must be visibly based on love. This is what Jesus says to his disciples. When they see how you love they will know that you belong to me. Verses 34 and 35 of John 13. Jesus says to his disciples, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And that is fundamental. That is core to Christian community, isn't it, friends? To love as Jesus loves. That's what sets us apart from the world. That's what makes us a Christian community and not just a religious community. What is it that we at North Pine Baptist Church unite around? Is it a love for a brick exterior to a building or some strange fetish for facilities? Is it a style of music? A style of doing a church service? Is it a view of politics? A particular view of social issues that are going along, going around in the world around us? What is it that unites us as a church? Is it these things or are we actually united around the gospel of Jesus Christ? Is that the thing that pulls us together? 
Do we unite around the love of God revealed in his son, our Lord Jesus Christ? It needs to be, friends, because if our unity is based on something else, we will divide over something else. If the gospel of Jesus is core to who we are, then we can have unity despite our diversity. It's okay if we have different political views. We can still be united. It is okay if we've got different views on where our kids should be sent to school because that's not what unites us. It's okay to have disagreements about what type of coffee is okay to drink because that's not what it... Okay, it's a stretch, but that's not what unites us, is it? Or is it? There's so much diversity that we can have, friends, and that we should have. For a church to be healthy, we've got to unite around the gospel of Jesus, not all these other things that would seek to make their way in. And so how should this unity then express itself in us as a church? Well, people should be able to see university, university, unity across these different barriers that would seek to divide us, shouldn't they? Unity across cultural barriers, age barriers, economic barriers. These should be visible in the church. Unity across different needs barriers. It's so good that we have it, when it's working, a freezer that can be full of meals. So that when we get a call from across the road to say we need something, we can do that. When someone within our church needs a meal, we can provide that. I see unity across barriers in in so many different ways. Conversations that happen here after a Sunday service conversations that get to happen at a cafe during a week or a small group. A willingness to love and provide as Jesus loved, friends. God creates our unity. Let's be eager to maintain it and make sure that we as a church authentically express it. Jesus then closes this prayer for us by expressing his desire or we might say his will or his heart for us. And his desire is that we would be with him and see him in the fullness of his glory. Jesus also expresses in this last section his ongoing commitment to us and his ongoing commitment to the completion and the success of his mission through us. 
Again, we can't read these verses without seeing the missional purpose of Christian unity and love. Our love for God and one another is founded on God's love. It is established by God in his church. And it's made available to the church in and through our Lord Jesus Christ. Genuine love and community within the church expresses and attests to the fact that we are in fact disciples of Jesus. It is the evidence and the result of our, our spiritual unity with God. A unity that flows from common adherence to the gospel. By love that is self-sacrificing. By commitment to the mission of Jesus that he has given his believers in him. And it flows from dependence of, on God for our life and our fruitfulness. We are part of something bigger than us, friends. We're part of the mission of God in this world. To reveal the loving Father to the world around us. To reveal the loving message to the world around us. And we do this through our marriages. Our marriages are to be visual expressions of the love of God, of his nature and his message. Is that, does that describe your marriage? Our relationship with one another in the church is to be an expression of the nature of God. And his message to the world. How do you think we're going with that one? Our lives at school, at university, to be an expression of the nature of God and the message of God to those around us. The life you live online is to be an expression of the nature of God and the message of God to the world around us. How are we going with that? When people see us, they're supposed to see something of the nature of God in us. And when they hear us speak, they're supposed to hear something of the message of God for them. God is love. 
That summarizes the relationship of the Godhead itself. We are loved. Despite our messiness, our brokenness, our failures, we are loved by God. And so as we receive him, as we receive his message of love, we can then say that we are sinners saved by grace. Friends, there should be evidence of a unity that is both spiritual and visible amongst us as a church family. Not that we have our lives all together, hey. That will only come when we see Jesus as he truly is, when we see him face to face in the fullness of his glory. Do you see yourself as part of something bigger than you? Do we as a church see our church family as being part of something bigger than us? United in Christ, we are part of God's revelation of himself to the world. God wants to use us to show the world and to tell the world who he truly is. Let me pray. Our loving Lord and Heavenly Father, we just want to say straight up that, Lord, we are not. That we do not. We do not have it all together. We are not living squeaky clean in all the ways we should. Father, I thank you that we, it's not about us. It's about you. But when we come to you, we receive you, we trust you, we accept you, your sacrifice in our place, that we can say we are sinners saved by grace, that we are then united in Christ Jesus, united with Christ Jesus, Lord, encourage us with that message, we pray. Encourage us knowing that we are united in Christ with those who have gone before, with those who go beside. Father, I pray that our unity as a church would be a unity that is based on a unity around the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And though, though, Lord, we will have diversity in other areas, Lord, I pray that this will be the thing that brings us together. Father, I pray that as we're united in you, 
that your Holy Spirit will be about its work of transforming us, of sanctifying us, so that your glory might be clearly seen in us and through us by those around us. Father, that as parents, our marriages and our relationships with our kids would be places where they can hear our convictions and see our relationships and know that there is truth in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. May they hear and see something of your love for us in our marriages. Lord, may that be invisible when we are alone in our own private lives, when we're on a computer, when we're at school, when we're at work. Lord, may this world know that you're a God of love who loves them and who has made a way for us to come into your loving relationship. Father, do that through us, we pray. When we fall down, Lord, heal us and cleanse us of the sin and the habits and the things that would seek to divide us and draw us away from you. Unite us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.